What's up, ladies and gentle folks, and welcome back to... I'm sorry, what? It's your girl, Ashley, back with another episode. We are on episode two. Honestly, this week feels way more comfortable to do, but we're gonna get a little bit deep and a little bit personal, if I'm being quite honest. Last week was more of an introduction to the podcast, just kind of dipping our toes into what we would be talking about, the types of topics that we would cover, and everything like that. But quite honestly, I am on a rampage today. This week has already been a week from hell, and it's only Tuesday. But it's the holiday season, tis the fucking holiday, and it's got me in my feels a little bit, which I think is why I'm on such a rampage. So that's why today we're going to start off with the conversation about relationships. Buckle up. And let's get ready for this train wreck of an episode. <laughs> I'm calling it now. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry. Because we're unapologetically ourselves here. But I have some hot chocolate. I'm ready to get started with this episode. Okay, so if you did not listen to last week, um, highly recommend go listening to. It's a also a bit of a train wreck because it was our first episode but you know the more episodes we do the better at this we're gonna get and it's a journey so if you're down for the ride let's do the damn thing but I actually left out accidentally a portion of the dating conversation that I actually wanted to kickstart last week but I got so into whatever the hell it was I talked about last week that I literally forgot to talk about dating at 25 which was the topic of last week. So, dating at 25 is quite honestly a fucking shit show. I don't know if it's just a shit show for me or if it's just a shit show because of the year that it is, like with COVID and everything like that. But no, it's honestly, it's just a shit show for me. And hopefully some people can relate to this. I'm terrible at dating. I'm not good at it at all. I'm very guarded. I don't trust people easily. I've been fucked over a lot. I get stepped on a lot. So I have a very, very hard time with dating. Um, but dating at 25 honestly comes with a lot of like stigma. And I feel like it's a hard age in general to date because there's so much fucking pressure, right? There's so much pressure to like get married and have babies and... Honestly, I kind of say fuck it. Fuck that. I don't want that right now. I'm still enjoying my 20s. I'm still figuring out what it is I want to do in life. Like, I have postponed the career that I've always wanted because I, and this is a conversation in itself, but like I let it get soaked into my head that I wasn't good enough for any of this. So if you want my advice, I'm giving you my advice. It's unsolicited advice but I'm giving it to you anyways. Don't date at 25. 25 has been the most eye-opening year, and I talked about this a little bit last week, but it has been the most eye-opening year, and I've just, like, found myself, and I'm truly coming into, like, it's a new chapter, right? Like, I'm, not only is it a new decade for everybody, but, like, I'm finding out the things that I have done to myself, where, how I got here, where I'm going, and the steps that I need to take to get there. Like I'm finding out all of that on my own at 25. And I think being alone has made me get to that point in my life. So I love you mom. I love you siblings. But like please back the fuck off. Back off. Let me do my thing. Like and on, like honestly I think a lot of pressure for me specifically in my scenario. Also stems from the fact that like 
both of my brothers got married at like 26, 27, I think. I want to say they both got married at 27, actually. But they were like in relationships in 25, 26, and they were on that path. Whereas I have been single, and they, all, they both have kids. Like they're in their 30s, they have kids. Um, whereas I am not on that path. I was in a relationship. I have been single for about a year and a half now. I have been in a couple relationships where I thought it was going to possibly go that direction, but it didn't. And honestly, I'm a thousand and ten percent okay with that. Like a trillion percent okay with that because there were lessons that I needed to learn those relationships to get me to the point where I am now. And I'm holding myself at such a high standard now. Like the next person I date is going to be top notch. Like I have similarities with them. We like the same things. Like, I've never dated somebody that was interested in, like, acting and, and music and podcasts and YouTube and, like, the social media world. Like, that's where I have interests and I've never once, like, I barely have friends that have that same interest. So I've, I've never dated somebody that has that interest. So I'm holding myself to that standard. Like, I gotta stop dating the fucking snowboarders and the skiers because I honestly don't give a fuck about that world. Sorry to the company I work for that I've worked for for six years, almost six and a half years. I love them as a company and I have grown so much there, but like, I do not belong with snowboarders and skiers. Like, that's just not my world. I really don't care to go up every weekend and go riding and like getting shit-faced on the freaking slope, however the hell they fucking say it there. I don't even, like I don't know the lingo, I don't, I really don't give a fuck. Some of my best friends love riding and I love that for them but it's just not the world for me and most of them comprehend that and they get that and that's why they're my best friends. Because I do, I, at the same time, like I do think it's also important to have your different interests because if you share like every single same interest like where's your individuality and like your independence but on the conflicting side of it I also think that I have kind of fucked myself over because I have become so adjusted and invested and in love with the fact of being alone um over the course of the past nine months I have lived by myself and I am absolutely has it been nine months I don't know since since April I have lived alone and been completely by myself and I could not ask for any other way like I was actually talking to one of my friends about this I don't know how I'm gonna be in a relationship and like eventually move in with somebody because I feel like I'm hoping my next relationship is an actual mature adult relationship where we both actually like each other and not placeholders in each other's lives um because I'm really fucking tired of being a placeholder if I'm being quite transparent so to add on to dating at 25, there's also a, I feel like being in a pandemic, like dating just doesn't make sense in a pandemic because there's so many unrealistic expectations and everyone now expects you to just automatically be on dating apps, like be obsessed with dating apps, like talking to multiple people on dating apps and go on dates even during a pandemic and quite honestly if I'm like I genuinely I don't get it I don't get dating apps like I've tried many many times and when I'm saying many I mean thousands of times I have tried dating apps I need to meet somebody organically like you need to just come into my life in some shape or form I don't care if it's through like a mutual friend or if I like bump into you 
and knowing my luck literally actually physically bump into you in public in a grocery store like I need that type of situation like some romantic movie type of shit you know what I mean but like dating apps like I just I don't see the fun in it like I get bored very very easily and that might be my issue like if I can't hold a conversation with you through messages and if I get bored with you over messages I'm going to get bored with you in real life and that's just the realistic aspect of it like I'm not capable of just small talk I can't do it I'm like physically not able to hold small talk I'm way too socially awkward for that um, which actually brings in another factor of why dating fucking sucks. As a socially awkward human being, dating sucks because a lot of the times I feel like my socially awkwardness gets taken advantage of. Like, they think that I'm just, like, this shy, innocent little girl, and I'm just gonna be like, oh, yes. Like, just, like, bow down to their every command at all times. But then when they get to know me, I'm a completely polar opposite of that. Like, I'm gonna tell you how it is, and I, everything's my way, but also, like, I don't know. I'm actually very different in every relationship. Like, it really comes down to how they approach the relationship um, and how they make me feel like I need to be in that relationship. So, really, I can't actually say that, but I'm definitely not the, like, bow down to your every command. I am very understanding, and I don't need you to be around me every moment of the day because I do enjoy my alone time. With that being said, what, with that being said is there a possibility of me being like that in a relationship probably a thousand percent but I just haven't found that person I don't know if I want to find that type of relationship but who knows like I'm not opposed to anything I'm not opposed to dating if it's organic I am very much so opposed to dating apps very much so while we're talking about dating apps I wanted to actually talk about my dating app trauma so I have very bad experiences with dating apps and it might be just because I keep defaulting back to Tinder because Bumble just ain't it for me. I can't kick off the conversation because like I said, socially awkward. Like I will literally have an anxiety attack if somebody remotely attractive looks my direction and it's just quite honestly embarrassing. Um, I'm embarrassed of myself. I'm embarrassed for my friends because they have to put up with this bullshit and I feel bad for them. But there was this one time, actually not one time, very multiple times. And if there's any male listening to this podcast, which I highly doubt because the title is I'm Sorry What. But if there's any male listening, please, for the love of God, comment on this episode and or DM me on Instagram and please explain why the fuck you start off a conversation with a dick pic? Or not you specifically, but well, like why do males start off a conversation with dick pics? Because the amount of times that I have opened a dating app and the very first message after I have matched with somebody is literally a picture of their dick. I don't want that shit. Listen, dicks are not pretty, okay? Unless I physically ask you for a dick pic, which is very rare, I gotta be very much so in love with your ass to ask for a dick pic, okay? Um, don't send it. It ain't cute. I'm 25. I'm not on a fucking dating app to just have sex, okay? I, if I wanted to just hook up with somebody, I'm gonna be very blunt here. If I want to hook up with somebody, I know very many dudes that I could just slide in their text messages and be like, yo, I'm just trying to bang it out real quick. Are you down or what? And they would probably say yes. Like nine out of 10 times, I'd probably get a yes. So I'm not on it. If I was on a dating app, it would not be too fuck. Um, I'm also not into games. Please keep your fucking bullshit games away from me because I'm going to fall for it. 
am I going to get my heart broken and quite honestly very much so over it. Um, but there was this one specific time that I remember very, very clearly. I I had very, like, I, listen, I tend to just go for the average male because I tend to think that I don't stand a chance with anyone else. Um, used to very much so lower my standards until I acknowledged that I lowered my standards. And then my friend also, one of my best guy friends, when I was talking about it to somebody, they also were like, yes, she a thousand percent dates somebody that's average versus like what she could actually pull. And I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. So this whole time I could have been dating the hottie McThotties and I'm out here dating the average male specimen. This is why I'm getting my heart broken, okay? I'm dating the ones that know they're average so they know that they can get away with the games because the bitches are gonna stay because they have no other choice. I'm no longer that bitch. I have retired that life. So next time I date, I'm gonna date a dime piece. I fall in love and I'm gonna have beautiful babies. But this one time, I keep getting off track. This one time, this average male that I swiped on, the average male life, got me to this one point on Tinder. Granted, Tinder is not a great dating app that like people use Tinder to fuck um, and learn that very quickly. This one dude, we matched and within seconds, I got a dick pic in my messages. Like I still to this day remember like, A, I threw my phone across the room because it made eye contact with me and I was repulsed. I was caught off guard, I was repulsed and I was like, what the fuck is this app? Okay, what the fuck? What is going on here? So I threw my phone, I go, I go across the room to get it, pick it back up. I like very quickly escaped the message, but then I found myself going back to the message to evaluate because um, some average men's dick game is very strong. So I evaluated it as one would, I think, maybe just me, possible. I'm a different breed. And then I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I sent a message and I was like, that was uncalled for. And then I unmatched said person. Do they still get a message when you unmatch them? I honestly am not sure. I think the message actually might disappear, but um, should have gave them more time to read the message, but I didn't want them to actually respond after I said that was uncalled for. But it was very traumatizing. Um, the reason why I said that was uncalled for instead of continuing um, the conversation was, the reason why I said it was uncalled for and unmatched him instead of continuing the conversation was because that said average person, their dick game was not strong, okay? Their dick game was weak. Could have been a um, a grower, not a shower. I'm very well aware of that, but it, lo it, looked, it looked very much so grown and shown. Um, from what the, the angle that I w received. Um, so I'm here to say from that story, please for the love of fucking God, stop with the dick pics. Nobody needs it. Nobody asked for it. Well, maybe somebody asked for it. I don't know. I don't know how dudes even like got that engraved into their brain to just like, <clears throat> like, was it one day in a frat party? Like somebody was like, hey bro, that girl you're talking to, just send her a dick pic randomly. Just randomly. Like, no, don't do that. Please, for the love of fucking God, do not do that. I can't. I can't. We gotta move on. I can't talk about this topic anymore. I'm getting nauseous just thinking about it. Um, back to the actual, like, actually back to the topic of the pressure of marriage and having babies. Like, when you're in your mid-20s, like, the pressure gets higher the older you get. Like, every birthday, at least one person's like, when are you having babies? When are you gonna get married? For me in part particular, I have been hearing that statement since I was about 18 years old. Not sure why. Not sure how I got here, but it's quite annoying 
Um, I would love to stop hearing it. And it doesn't necessarily come from my family in particular. Like, yes, they do say it sometimes, but they're not as annoying about it. It's really um, the in-laws, like they're, like my sister-in-law's families, they're always like, oh my God, it's your turn to have a baby. Like, I swear to God, every time one of my sister-in-laws got pregnant, they'd be like, oh, Ashley's turn. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, fam. No. And honestly, sometimes my best friends are quite guilty of it too. Um, from a lot of friends, I have a lot of pressure to be in a relationship because I am the designated single friend. And that has been made very clear. Um, <laughs> very, very clear. One, My best guy friend just got married um, at the age of 22. That made me feel a little bit bad about myself, but also like so happy for them. I love them together. My other friends, they're basically all in relationships except for my old roommate, she's not. Her and one of my guy friends were like the only single ones around. But my other friend, who was actually my first girl roommate, she's in a relationship. She's actually gonna be hopefully my first guest on the podcast. So, a girl, can't wait for that. Um, but then my, my very best friends, my three best friends, one has a kid, one is married, and one is moving to San Diego to be with her boyfriend and she's like per like they've been together for like two and a half three years some shit like that and like they're gonna get engaged when she moves out there like we can already feel it and like we know a baby will be shortly after that like so she's well on her way to engagement and marriage and babies like that's just their lives like they are all in relationships all happy obviously one's married so she lives with her wife um, the other one lives, that has a baby lives with her boyfriend. Hope they get married and have more babies because they're probably one of my favorite couples. Um, yeah, and then the other one moving to San Diego to live with her future fiance. Like, and then there's me, single for a year and a half, haven't even kissed a male in, like, over a year, like, very close to a year and a half at this point. I haven't, like, being that I haven't kissed a boy in almost a year and a half. I also haven't had sex in almost a year and a half. So like I'm not doing so well in that department. Um, never really have. I've had a little bit of a hoe phase, but like I haven't really gone too crazy in the past. But like I, I'm on a dry spell. Like I, I also like haven't actually had a crush, like an actual general crush on somebody in a very, very long time. Like I've found guys attractive but it takes a lot for me to have an actual crush. Like, I can find you attractive for months. But for me, like, I, I do the talking stage for quite a long time. And I think that's possibly where my last relationship went wrong was we jumped into it very, very quickly. We were friends before, but we didn't do the talking stage long enough, I don't think. And I think we had a lot of pressure to, like, just become an actual relationship. And so we did, and then it, it just didn't work out. Because I don't think, I think there's two sides of that one. Like we were, I think we were meant to be in a relationship because he was the lesson that I needed of like what I'm capable of and like I am capable of having an actual relationship versus just like being in a talking stage and then it never going anywhere. But like I'll be in a talking stage, like I have no issues being in a talking stage for six months because it takes me a very long time to even fess up that I'm talking to somebody um because I need to know that I actually like them first and that I am like building some type of relationship with them and then calling somebody my boyfriend is like mission impossible for me like I I don't really use that term and I'm also very old-fashioned like unless you ask me to be your girlfriend I'm not your girlfriend point period blank we might be dating like we 
could be dating for a couple months, but unless you ask me to be your girlfriend, like we are not in a relationship, if that makes sense. Like I still very much so believe in the, the different levels of relationships. So that's just my point and my like perspective on that. But I, I do think being the single friend kind of also adds on to that pressure because you know, like my three best friends, they, and they don't do it intentionally and I, they're not like, being vindictive or anything like that but like they just want all of us to have kids together and like our kids to be friends it's just one kid like we just have one kid in our, in our like our one miniature version of us and like we just envision like all of our kids playing together but it's very obvious that our kids are gonna have like a decent age gap um I think we're all coming to terms with that but we we definitely all go through phases where we're like somebody else needs to have a baby like we need another baby in the friend group it just needs to happen because those are my like they're my sisters we've been best friends for almost eight years so like that's family to me but I, I do think at some points it, it adds that pressure because I'm just like like when we're in like group gatherings and we're around my niece and like all of their like their boyfriends and their their wives are around like it's just kind of I just like sit there and I'm just like oh here I am another another gathering without a significant other like it, it does get a little bit depressing sometimes and I it might be like a pressure that I'm putting on myself a lot of the times with them specifically um because being the designated single friend alone um sucks it on like it really truly sucks so I definitely do that to myself so I, I can't really blame them a lot like I said they unintentionally do it but like they do add to the fire sometimes and I have another friend that's always like oh I could find somebody to set you up with like when I go through my waves of like being lonely like I am right now or I'll get the like we need to find you a boyfriend like let's let's find somebody for you to date like I am not down for a blind date I'm not down for setups if I organically meet this said person at a gathering cool like that's organic like you're not intentionally setting me up with this person or like setting that meetup happen like I don't well they might be and I just don't know about it but like to me on my end like it, it comes off organically but like I'm, I'm not you will never catch me doing a blind date I don't think well I guess never say never but like at this point in my life I, I would not do a blind date I think I would have to be at a, like a high point of like desperate for that to happen but like honestly I I don't see myself like being in a very serious relationship until probably my 30s or like my late 20s um because again like never say never like things could happen if he comes along I'm not opposed to it and like if I if I know then I know but I'm also like not out here like oh let, let me go to the grocery store see if I can find my future husband like not not anything like that now am I sliding into some dms yes but uh, like is that slide also trying to find new friends at the same time yeah do I find them attractive a thousand percent but would I be like butthurt if that just turns into a friendship no not so not not in any aspect would I be like damn it I slid into your dms because I wanted to bang you or I wanted to like go on a date like that's not necessarily my intentions like I'm sliding in your dms to get to know you whether what direction it goes in I don't really care um and it could also be like the direction where like I don't fuck with you once I start to get to know you you know what I mean like and that's cool too like if I don't fuck with you I don't fuck with you I'm normally very good at like seeing that very quickly on if I genuinely don't fuck with somebody unless they're a great actor or they're like good at playing games then I I get bamboozled 
but yeah um that's that's really what I wanted to talk about with dating and, and oh no it's not um last night last night ladies and gentlemen and this I'm gonna wrap up the dating conversation with this last night I had an epiphany um <laughs> I don't think I'm saying that right but I don't care um it just all of a sudden came to me right I was making a TikTok and I literally was recording it and I was like wait a damn minute so in the TikTok I was like so I was always told and this is a true story I was always told that you shouldn't like get into a new relationship around the holidays so like I don't understand cuffing season like I don't want to get into a brand new relationship in at the end of October or the beginning of November because there's so much pressure that comes along with that like you're a brand new relationship where you're like juggling like oh do I take them to meet my family now because it's the holidays to like are we buying each other gifts like there's so many weird things that's I feel like is just way too much pressure for a brand new relationship but I was always told that and I, I don't know if it's because I'm the only girl in my family I grew up with brothers like I grew up around dudes so I don't know if that is just like the perspective that I was given or if like that's a new or like an old way of thoughts because like you cuffing season's like relatively new right like it's been around for a few years but it wasn't like that wasn't a thing in like the early 2000s and like when I was in high school like nobody was trying to get into a new relationship during the holiday season because nobody wanted to get somebody a fucking gift we were poor we couldn't afford that shit so I immediately thought to myself I was like am I the only one that still thinks this way because I literally still think that way I'm like why the fuck would I get into a relationship right now you know what I mean like Christmas is a month away um and I I very quickly came to realization that I very much so am the only person that still thinks that way so that's delightful. I love that for myself. You know, like we, we make it work out here. I do what I got to do. I need to get myself out of that mindset because it could possibly one of the factors as to why I'm single. So we're starting a new wave of thinking. You are hearing it here first and wiping that from my brain. We no longer think that if a relationship comes across my path tomorrow, I'm going to take it, ladies and gentlemen, if it's the right one. Okay, if it's the right one. We're picky around here. We got standards. Standards galore. I'm gonna take a break, drink some more hot chocolate, and I will be back to talk about cancel culture. And this is where things are gonna get heated. So I'm gonna warn you guys now. BRB, bitches. Ladies and gentle fucks, let's get serious for a hot second, okay? Cancel culture. Why is this a thing? And why the fuck with this stupid ass cancel culture are we dragging up shit from like 10 years ago? Like there's comedians where like they said shit 10, literally 10 years ago and it's being dragged up and now everybody's like, oh, you're canceled. And like a lot of the, like some people have already resolved that, that topic that was being brought up again and they've already apologized for it and they've already moved on and are trying to like go about their life, right? And it's just continuously being brought up and like, we get it, like move on. Like we, if we're better today, then I think that's all that should matter. Like if we're growing from the mistakes that we've made, then that's all that matters. We as human beings, we are born and designed to make mistakes. Not saying that the mistakes that we make are the best things because that's why they're mistakes. And I, I don't think cancel culture should be a thing because I think it's honestly bullying on steroids. Like it has made people take their own lives like it's it's and cyberbullying has like just become it's like this new world like we barely had social media when I was in high school and honestly thank fucking god because bullying in high school was enough I can't imagine adding 
cyberbullying and cancel culture on top of that. Like, I cannot imagine it. Like, it's, it's absolutely fucking mind-boggling to me that, like, that this is a thing. Like, like, okay, let's, let's talk about the Charlie D'Amelio thing that happened this week, right? So, while we're on the topic, so, her and Dixie got dragged for not liking snails, which, honestly, you put a fucking snail in front of me, ask me to eat it, I might try it, but I'm, I'm gonna throw up just like Dixie did, because my, my body can't handle it, that shit would've came right back up, like, that's just, sometimes that's what happens to people, okay, let the girl fucking live, so what, she doesn't like snails, who gives a fuck, I'm pretty sure most of you don't like it either, not, not you, my listeners, but, like, like, Jesus fucking Christ. So Charlie got dragged for a couple different things. Charlie asked for, for dino nuggets, which saying queen, I would have too. Dino nuggets are the holy grail. They're the best things to exist on earth. Okay, I'm here for it. I would have asked for dino nuggets too. I actually bought dino nuggets today. So, you know what? Let a girl live. But then, the thing that was most like, aside from the food, like, Charlie then got dragged because she wanted to reach... A milestone that is so rare. She has been crushing it over the past year and she just wanted to like she just not even wanted to she just like thought it would be like the idea of hitting a hundred million on her year mark of hitting a million. That would be cool to anybody like I would fucking think that would was cool and lo and behold she fucking hit it. I'm pretty sure some of her like followers are haters but you know what word of advice to Charlie and Dixie um I'm a little bit older. I have some some years on you guys and I was also I was very much so bullied in high school and in middle school. Like I was bullied so bad that I was bullied out of a school in middle school. Use those words as a positive force. Use it as your your force to keep going. Um there's a saying that we all hear all the time like prove the haters wrong and a thousand percent like I think we all need to live by that because I think our, like, I think the people that think, that say negative things to us should be our biggest motivators. Like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, bet. Watch me. Like, find me in a year. We'll see what I've done. You know what I mean? So, all, all I gotta say is, like, you two are doing great. I don't know you on a personal level, so I'm not gonna judge you from what I see on the internet. Like, I just don't think that's right of a person to do because you guys are human beings just like the rest of us. And I think that's what everybody needs to remember. Like, everybody you see on social media, like, even even me, just, like, this audio, like, we are all human beings. Like, just because you don't see my face right now, I am a human being. I have feelings. Like, I go about my life on a daily basis just like you do. And I think we all need to keep that in mind and remember that because when we do cancel culture and when we cyberbully and when we just bully in general, like, all of these things, they add up and they put people like us in such a dark place. And it's unacceptable, if I'm being quite honest, like, we should be lifting each other up, especially in this, in this day and age, like, this year has been hard on everybody, and we need all the positive energy that we can get, like, the negative energy has to go away, like, we, we just can't, we can't deal with it anymore, like, we need to choose to be positive, and we need to choose to lift each other up, and to be, um, a light in everybody's lives, and I think, I think a lot of that takes like growing and like seeing things in life like it comes throughout time but if you don't start that behavior now then you're never gonna get there. Um, the other thing I need everybody to keep in mind and sometimes I have to keep this in mind myself is we don't see everything that plays out in literally anybody's life. Not just people on social media 
Like, I don't see what happens when you go home. You don't see what happens when I come home. Like, and that's the case with everybody. Like, we... And even if you, like, live with other people, like, when you go in your room at night and when you close the door, like, we don't see what demons you're battling. Like, we literally don't know everything that plays out in everybody's day-to-day -day life and their inner thoughts. We definitely don't know their inner thoughts. So with that being said, we don't have context to everything that's going on. Like, we don't actually know the situation. And... So we need to stop jumping to conclusions. Like, we can't believe everything we see on the internet. We don't know that that, that person's relationship is actually fake. They just might be private people and they don't want to blast their shit on the internet, which is a thousand percent okay and I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to either. I'm, actu I'm actually like that as well. Like, I'm not going to post a boyfriend until I know that we're actually in a serious relationship. So we have to stop believing these things. And, and that topic kind of stems from like, honestly, it stems from everything. But like, I think most specifically, um, I I wrote these notes from the the Griffin Johnson thing because although yes, I find him very much so attractive, yes, I have slid in his DMs. No, he did not answer me, but that is a thousand percent okay. I moved on. No, I didn't. I still find you attractive, and I will slide in your DMs again. I'm sure of it. But I feel really bad for him. Like, he's being dragged for something that we don't have context to. Like, like the situation itself is a little weird. But, like, I don't know enough context to even speak on the entire thing. Um, I do know that very much so both girls and guys can easily edit something to make it look like somebody is, like, fucking up. You know what I mean? Like, a Snapchat could be a fake Snapchat. Like, they could have taken just a blank picture that somebody posted on their story... We're not going to remember that that person posted that on their, on their story. Like, the picture had no text on it. But then somebody can go edit a Snapchat text bar onto that picture and say some stupid bullshit like, Hey, baby, what that mouth do? Or some, some bullshit like that and post it on TikTok or on Instagram or on Twitter. And it could go viral. And now all these people, like, you just ruined somebody's life, possibly, because you wanted 10 seconds of fame. And now this person's getting canceled because of a lie that you told. It, like, even a white lie. Like, you could literally be ruining somebody's fucking life. So everybody needs to be mindful of that. And I'm very passionate about this because, like, I've always been very much so invested into, like, the actual lives of celebrities. And, like, I think because I was signed to an agency at one point in my life, like, I saw very quickly that these people are human beings. Like, yes, we see them on TV. Yes, we see them, like, hear their music, yada, yada, yada. See them on social media. Their lives look per perfect, but we only see what they show us. Like, we don't see everything. So, like, th this... <sighs> I don't know. I'm getting so mad. And so, like, anxious and wrapped up in this now. But uh, I just... I think I want to end this at we don't know these people not everybody knows everybody fully and that's like i like full blown believe in that like even if somebody's married i still don't think you know that person completely because every day like we're we're evolving we're changing we're growing every day of our lives every second of the day we are growing in some aspect or way and throughout time like that's that's part of life like we all grow we all make mistakes we're human beings that is going to happen I'm gonna end it on this note I'm gonna put my two cents in on this situation I don't think asking for toe pics is cheating especially if something is already a little bit shady about the relationship so was it right no but he didn't physically cheat just gonna put that out there I said what I said and if I see anybody in my comments saying cancel heart what the fuck are you talking about da -da -da. girl 
The name of this podcast is I'm Sorry What. I'm supposed to throw you in a loop. Curveball. Whoop, whoop. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you. Actually, I do know what to tell you. Cancel, cancel culture. Ladies and gentlemen, that shit's not healthy. People are taking their lives. They're going into depression, or if they're in depression, you're making it a lot worse for these people. And you should never, ever, ever in your fucking entire existence, ever comment on somebody's post, tweet them. I don't give a fuck what it is. You should never, ever, ever tell somebody to fucking kill themselves. That should never be a statement that comes out of your mouth. Because one thing I want you to keep in mind is that as somebody's child that you're speaking to, imagine if you were a parent and your child took their lives and you find out it's because on social media, every single comment they saw said that. You are ruining these poor teenagers' lives and perspective on life and you're making things very difficult for themselves and all they're trying to do is be themselves. They're literally just being themselves on the internet and you took the time out of your day to watch the video comment on it you might have also shared it and been like look at this fucking person so on on their behalf i'm gonna say thank you but get out of their fucking comments with that bullshit next time anytime i see that shit on tiktok i fucking report it i'm not here for it i'm not here to see that shit get out of my face we're not we don't do that here and if you do that you need some serious life adjustments and i feel really really sorry for you so this episode was a little intense started off lighthearted a little bit it was a little bit sad because i talked about how lonely i was um and how single i am we ended a little heated so i just want to spread a little bit positivity at the very end of this episode because of the last topic that we did um we're all doing the best we can um 2020 is almost over you guys we have a little bit of time left in it let's make the best of it it's been a very shitty year and we, we just gotta find things to fill our time with things that make us happy, make us fall in love with life a little bit more each day. And if you guys need words of encouragement, please message me on social media. I am happy to talk to you about whatever it is you need to talk about and be happy to be the big sister or the friend that you guys are looking for that you need that type of conversation with. Even if you just like want to chat about life or just like pick my brain on something like what literally whatever it is i am happy to answer those messages but if you got something meant like mean to say please keep it away from me because i'm sensitive thank you so that's how we're gonna end it thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode and thank you um for listening to last week's episode every episode's gonna get better i promise the more we do this the better we're gonna get it's It's a journey that we're on together and I hope you stick around for the ride and I will talk to you guys next week with another episode of I'm Sorry What? Stay happy, stay beautiful, stay humble, and just remember that we are thriving. Love you, you little bitches. Bye.